This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. A reminder about the daily poll at Accessible Media on X, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. What is a low-tech life hack that improves the quality of your life? Not giving you options today, forcing you to answer the question outright at Accessible Media on X, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook, feedback at ami.ca or 1-866-509-4545. What inspired this daily poll is some work that Anna Kim has been doing. Anna is a community reporter in Wetaskiwin, Alberta, who's been introducing some low-tech and simple-tech solutions into her educational experience. Hey, good morning, Anna. Nice to chat with you once again. Good morning. I'm excited to kind of talk about some of this stuff. Oh, it, it really spawned quite the conversation in the post-show meeting today, uh, yesterday, and spawned quite the conversation in segment one this morning. I'm curious, what have you been incorporating into your educational experience? This isn't, let's clarify really quick what low, like low tech is. It's not necessarily the things that require batteries or are electronic. So something that I find is very useful is the sound on streetlights, which you think would be common sense. But in a matter of education, I have found that science classes incorporating things like tactile or silicone mats, non-slip mats, um, audible scales, tactile measuring cups, all of these simple things that no one really thinks about that I personally did not have in my own science classes in high school. And in researching some of this stuff, I'm realizing, wow, am I ever behind in just the simple tech world? I've been introduced to iPads and Visio books and a bunch of different types of audio forms, but nothing as simple as just the little things that can make classes easier, you know, the the simple audiobooks, the little tactile science tools, um, the high contrast papers, something along those lines that no one introduced me to until I found out about it very recently. Yeah, you know, it's it's stuff that used to be a, I don't want to say commonplace, commonplace isn't the right word, but it used to be a little more old school, right? You'd go into one of the CNIB shops and they would have all this stuff and it was sort of front and center. And more and more, there's been a drift towards, like you said, the high tech, the, the smartphones and the fancy iPads and some of this stuff mm-hmm. that's a little bit higher barrier to entry and maybe a little bit more complex and requires some training. And Anna, it can actually go beyond things like accessibility. There's some things that are just universal life experiences. A few of the examples that I shared were just keeping uh, Lysol wipes in my bathroom and kitchen so it's easy counter cleanup on the fly. Yeah. Uh, quarter size and half size baking sheets that are easier to clean in the sink or easier to store <laughs> in the oven, right? There's there's all these little things that exist out there that are low cost, low tech, that improve the quality of life. But what you identified there is, wait, nobody was telling me about this stuff. Like, where is this stuff hidden? What do you think that says more broadly about the need for ongoing consultation, but continuity of accessibility and adaptation inside the educational space? 
see, it seems like education, the education system as a whole is moving, yes, more towards that high tech, you know, let's have everyone have Chromebooks so that it's easier for them and and make all of these drastic changes. Well, not drastic. It's kind of been a gradual thing and move away from that simple stuff. And it's kind of being left behind. So it needs some of it needs to be reintroduced back into schools because something as simple as a high contrast measuring cup isn't just beneficial for me it could be beneficial for everyone in the mm -hmm, classroom mm -hmm. but because because they aren't leaning towards those simple little things and no one's doing any research into it and no one's taking into consideration how much it actually helps people there's no need for it and no one's speaking out about it because they don't think it's a thing that needs to happen right and the old we'll say old style technology didn't necessarily incorporate some of that stuff either because of the science classes that I was in, it's just the really simple beakers and and measuring cups that have the white lines that were a pain to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and no one mentioned the tactile version of it and how it could be useful to anyone. So we, in some cases, they kind of just skipped over the entire idea of old technology and the accessibility there and jumped right into that those those new things and and embraced that side without looking through this kind of period of, well, how can we make this a little easier with the stuff that we already have? It's, it's sometimes the mystery that goes along with the experience of living with a disability that every now and then you come across something and go, oh, wow, that's really, uh, that's really cool. I wish I'd known about that earlier. But if there was any kind of institutional memory or a lack of institutional forgetfulness, then, then it would actually be a little bit more straightforward, right? It wouldn't just be uh, dumbfounded joy discoveries along the way. <laughs> yep. 100%. <laughs> and it's just boggling that none of this ever came up in any of my 12 years of schooling. And I'm just now figuring it out going into university. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's emblematic of uh, something bigger. Okay, Anna, let's turn to a little bit of fun. Bill Nye the Science Guy is coming to Edmonton. Uh, I've got a couple Bill Nye memories from when I was a kid. What are some of your Bill Nye memories? Oh, my goodness. I remember kindergarten to grade six. During lunch hour, my teacher would put on a Bill Nye video and then leave the classroom to go eat their lunch. And we'd all <laughs> sit there just enamored with all of this cool kind of simple science that he would put on. And, you know, in the mind of a seven-year-old, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I listened to some Bill Nye videos in my grade 10 year in high school. So he was relevant kind of all throughout it. He was a very broad spectrum guy. It's, it's pretty amazing to think that someone who had such an amazing influence on me when I was in elementary school, uh, you know, 40 years later, still having influence on people. Uh, I like that continuity. Monoculture might be dying, but Bill Nye the science guy is not. <laughs> Of course not. You need such an icon to teach you science. I can't imagine <laughs> science class without him. Yeah, where would we be without David Suzuki and Bill Nye the Science Guy? Uh, Anna, what are some of the topics that uh, Bill's going to be presenting when he visits uh, Edmonton? It looks like he's basing it off of his series, The Nye, uh, the, the End is Nye. Um, and, I mean, what better way to talk about world doom than through the fun and charismatic person that Bill Nye is? Yeah, we're going to talk about how we're all going to die one day, but it'll be fun talking about it. Oh, God. And so 
they, he focuses a lot on, you know, what, what are the things that could cause world disaster, climate change, the sudden eruption of volcanoes and, and how that works and kind of how we can fix it with, with the science that we have today. And those volcanoes, they're always looming. They're always around. You never know. All right, Bill Nye, the science guy, is going to be at the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium on March 2nd in Edmonton. For more information, you can call 780-427-2760 or visit jubileeauditorium.com. Okay, Anna, one more here to put on the radar. The Alberta Craft Beer Festival is taking place across a few cities in the province. Um, Anna, I don't even know if you're old enough to be talking about this. What sets Edmonton's event apart from the rest? Well, Edmonton is the central of Alberta, so it it opens the door for so many more people to have it be for it to be accessible to everyone, and it's an amazing place where people can come together and and taste all of these different breweries and distilleries. I think it said there's 97. I'm not much of a drinker myself. I can I can drink, but I, I know I know some people are very much into uh, into the beer that the beer culture that is in <laughs> Alberta. So I figure may as well talk about it, appeal to the masses. Yeah, I know nothing. I know nothing about it. I know no, I know nothing about craft beer culture. <laughs> I certainly don't celebrate every day on my walk home uh, when I pass by the store. Uh, Anna, what what about the venue itself? Any any accessibility uh, things you want to mention here? Yeah, the Edmonton Expo Center, I've done a few competitions there. It's nice, it's open, there's lots of different ways to get in and out, so much parking, it's wheelchair accessible, there's always staff and people around to help, which makes things so much easier. The amount of times where, you know, it does kind of, it's an Expo Center, it all kind of looks the same, so I'm walking around, you know, post archery competition and I kind of get lost. Luckily, they have people everywhere and maps all over the places you know big and little so a lot of people can read them and it it's easy to get around once you know where you're going and it's nice and wide open and there's lots of things to do there so it's a good place to have such a large and uh, lively event okay Anna. now that you've put the qualifier out there that you are old enough to uh, drink beer let's at least have one question on the way out of here how experimental are you willing to get with a craft beer uh, pumpkin spice beers sour beers uh, maple cream ales how 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 adventurous are you willing to get if you popped by the festival I have no idea. I've always been told, try everything at least once. And I have this horrible habit of trying something. And if I don't like it, then I, you know, stray away from it. But if it comes up again, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I'll like it this time. (laughs) And so I try it again. That's usually not how it works. But you try. And so, I mean, I don't know. No, kind of. Dabble, taste, see what there is. I know nothing about beer, so (laughs) I'd I'd leave the the expertise up to you. You'll play it by taste bud. Play it by taste bud. There there are a couple of great pumpkin ales that come out every year that I really that I really end up enjoying. Uh, And I'm right with you. I'm someone who also doesn't let my first experience on something turn me off forever. I uh, used to despise olives, and now as life has changed. My feelings about olives have changed, and I'm now, especially green olives, really into. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Well... That means that I should just go try olives again because I'm not a fan. Oh, well, to see, when I, when, I, when I was a boy, I didn't like them either. Uh, Anna, thank you for this. Have a lovely day. Talk to you in a couple weeks.
See you in another little while. That's Anna Kim, community reporter. The Alberta Craft Beer Festival runs March 8th and 9th at the Edmonton Expo Centre. Visit albertabeerfestival.com to learn more. In one minute, Laura Bain has the entertainment report. But first, the U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments about online free speech. Mike Dubusky offers some more context in Tech Trends. This week, the Supreme Court heard opening arguments in what could be some of the most important free speech cases of the Internet era. Texas and Florida are worried that social media platforms are taking down essentially too much conservative content. And and so they passed these laws to try to stop that. Neil Chilson is the former chief technologist at the FTC. The gist of them is essentially that platforms have to treat all content on them more or less the same. And so uh, they restrict they, they set rules for how platforms can do content moderation. But Chilson says the social media companies argue the laws themselves infringe on their own First Amendment rights. By restricting how the social media platforms can moderate content on their platforms. Some justices Monday expressed skepticism at the state's arguments, suggesting the cases should be sent back to lower courts for further review. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. Mike, let's turn to the world of entertainment. Laura Bain, a uh, hip-hop icon, is making a comeback. Yeah, uh, Lil Jon has just released a meditation album. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so he's, of course, usually associated with bangers like Turn Down For What and Get Low. So this might seem like a bit of a departure to some. It did to me, which is why this caught my attention. But he's actually been meditating for years before performances to boost his focus and afterward to help him relax. Uh, so the album is called Total Meditation, and it features 10 meditation tracks guided by Little John, and each is about 10 minutes long. There's names like <laughs> Relieve Anxiety, Nurture Friendships, and Coping with Grief. And I brought us just a little clip from the opening, which really gives you an idea of the tone of the album, if we want to give that a listen. Hey, it's Little John. I'd like to welcome you to Total Meditation. Ten guided meditations to relieve anxiety, boost focus. Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> I really wish, Dave, that we could have played a little more of that, but alas, uh, copyright laws. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, well, he goes on to say after that, he says, that's right. We're going to turn down the volume um, in a way that I found just like very charmingly self-aware. So I listened to a few of the meditations last night and this morning. And I will kind of say that I've been an on and off meditator for about 25 years. I I didn't mind the guided meditations that I listened to. I, I really appreciate that he was authentically himself. It is hokey. There's that kind of, he does a lot of whispering, like, um, you know, take a breath. Oh, well, he should, he should have brought in his old friends, the yin-yang twins, if he was going to do that. But I find, like, it's, it's hokey in a self-aware, authentic way, if that makes sense. Um, and for the most part, I think the audience for this is going to be people who aren't otherwise meditators, but who kind of are brought in because they're Lil John fans. And looking online at 
uh, some of the comments on social media and checking out some review videos, it seems like fans are liking the album. It did spend some time at the top of the iTunes well-being uh, chart for some of the tracks. And, uh, you know, I think people are commenting that they're hearing his voice and laughing, but that's not really a problem. There's there, there's nothing wrong with bringing a little bit of humor into your meditation. Oh, yeah. As long oh. as you can kind of like, it doesn't, yeah, it's, that's not a bad thing because you, you hear him, you sound like himself, you know, and, and I think he's very aware of that. And then you kind of laugh and you're like, oh, this isn't a good meditation album. But I don't think that's the case. I think uh, there's different teachers for all different people. But what do you think, Dave? Would you give a try for the meditation tracks I, on this album? I, I am an irregular meditator. I spend more time working on gratitude, and I know sometimes that is incorporated in meditation. I really don't like guided meditation. I, I don't like being told what to do and when to breathe and how to breathe. I like to be my own man. But Laura, I'm with you 100% on the idea of tearing down the barrier to entry to meditation, that it doesn't need to be stiff and stodgy and happening at a $100 an hour studio or buy a $3,000 meditation plan from some online huckster. I, I, I do think the more you can do to tear down the barriers and make people feel comfortable with the idea of meditating, it can be really beneficial. And I think whatever whatever somebody can do with their platform, like Lil John, providing they're at least serious about it or somewhat serious about it, or at least like you said, authentic about it, then then there's like there's nothing to criticize here. If someone wants to enjoy it, go enjoy it. It hurts nobody. Yeah, for sure. And and there is a gratitude meditation track on the album. I listened to it this morning. It wasn't a hundred percent my jam but as I say I wouldn't say that it was bad it just I do also like to have my own practice maybe that comes down to a little bit of a controlling personality I'm not sure but something that I was hearing a lot of people say online about this is oh I would meditate but I'm bad at it well I just one comment I just want to make as someone who's been meditating for a long time yes everybody is bad at it and that's why it's called a practice so um, you know nobody is is unable to meditate i'd say if you try it and you feel distracted and you find it difficult then you're probably doing it right well all right there you go so look at that positivity right there hey laura you're hanging around a little bit longer today you're stopping by in the mm -hmm. second hour of the show to talk about uh, digital nomads so don't go too far talk to you soon talk to you soon that's laura bain at the entertainment desk coming up after the break it's a busy time of year for a bunch of Canadian hockey teams. Brock Richardson and I will do a bit of an NHL recap here. Check the temperature on a couple teams ahead of the trade deadline and the intensifying of the playoff races. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.